everybody, this is Taylor Rotwell back with another Laravel snippet. It is December 13th here in the office, just wrapping up another week of working on Laravel. Had a big announcement that's this week, and that is Laracon 8 was announced July 28th and 29th of 2020, of course. And this is going to be at the Georgia Aquarium in Atlanta. That is right in the middle of downtown Atlanta near Centennial Park. I think it's going to be an amazing venue. There is right there in the conference ballroom, a viewing area into the largest indoor water tank in the world. It has whale sharks. It has huge rays, literally the biggest manta ray I've ever seen in my life. Um, is in this tank and various other, of course, aquatic life. And then there's another viewing area for beluga whales um, on the other side of the ballroom. And this is right there in the main conference area. You'll be able to see it while you're mingling around and uh, really going to be a pretty amazing venue. And I chose Atlanta because uh, I think it'd be a more affordable place for people to get to, hopefully, of course, with Atlanta being the busiest airport in the world. There are direct flights to Atlanta from basically everywhere in the United States and most a lot of places in Europe. And um, also, I, uh, there's some convenient hotels right there around the venue. So there's four or five hotels that are literally basically across the street or within a block or two of the aquarium. And hopefully it will be more affordable than staying in somewhere like downtown Manhattan or even Chicago for sure. Um, so check that out. We give away tickets or we start selling tickets on a first come first serve basis. So you can go to laracon.us and get your name or your email address on the list. And then when we start selling tickets at the first of the year, we email um, out invitations to purchase tickets based on the order of that list. So go ahead and get on the list so that you're ready to go when we put those tickets on sale. All right. And then uh, beyond that, I've just been kind of hacking on a variety of things. Um, so James uh, Brooks and David have put out a few Nova releases. So definitely go check those out. Muhammad's been helping me with vapor support and various vapor fixes, which we added support for provision concurrency. Um, we had a tweet about that and documented that in the Vapor documentation as well. Uh, James has also been doing some stuff on Forge. We made some improvements to the search box. Um, we wrote Forge documentation, which lives at forge.laravel.com slash docs. So we now have full, robust documentation for Forge. And uh, Dries has, of course, been working on open source stuff and is fixing to taxle, uh, tackle a cashier tax rate support for um, more complicated tax stuff in cashier. Um, I think it's especially relevant for people who maybe live in Canada or the EU. And then, like I said, I've been hacking on a variety of things, but some of the things I've been looking into is sort of trying to figure out where I want to go with the Laravel slash UI scaffolding. And I would like to make it a little bit more robust. I feel like right now what you get is not quite how I would set something up in a real world project. It's really great for kind of tinkering around with the framework. And if you're using just PHP and Blade, of course, I think it's probably fine. But if you're using Vue, it's not quite how I would set up a Vue project anymore. So I'm, I'm looking into that. And as I've been looking into that, and as I tweeted yesterday and, and, and then continue today, um, just kind of exploring how people are using passport or even anything to authenticate a single page application that talks to Laravel. And I'm basically coming to the conclusion that people that have two separate repositories that do this are basically never doing it correctly. From what I can tell, they're always doing it insecurely um, by storing the 
the access token in local storage where it can be read by any script on the page uh, or whatever else. And um, just trying to explore ways to somehow make that use case a bit more documented and easier for what you should do. And I think I have a pretty good idea of how I would do it if I was using Passport, but I need to sort of add some stuff to Passport and document a few things. Um, so I may work on that. Um, I mean, maybe the rest of today and next week, but th that's just something I'm digging into. Um, it's kind of surprising actually, when you start digging around, there's not very good guides or tutorials or anything on how to do this, um, which I find really surprising, but maybe I'm sort of overestimating the amount of people that even do this. Um, the people that have, say, like a Vue CLI front-end app that's totally separate from their Laravel API. Maybe that's not as common of a use case um, as it can seem sometimes. I'm not even sure if it's a good idea, to be honest. Um, if I could avoid it, if at all possible, I would, just because I think it's not as convenient at all compared to working on a monolith. Um or even doing something like inertia would be much more convenient if, if it's at all possible. Um, so I think it would definitely be sort of my approach of last resort to even set up a project this way. But if I was going to have to, I was just curious how people were authenticating it. And the answer is really confirmed that there's a lot of confusion around this area for sure, to say the least. Um, so I'm going to hack on that a little bit probably, but I, I, that's all sort of related to the Laravel UI scaffolding and where do we take that? Do we um, offer a more variety of options? Um, like for example, we have just sort of the plain PHP blade approach, of course. Um, but if we're doing view, do we, do we take the view in sort of a more real world direction with like view and view router? Um, do we have a view and inertia option for people that don't want to use view router to manage their routing? And, um, want to have more their server side routing, uh, you know, and whatever else, you know, what are our options there? And of course, do we use Tailwind instead of Bootstrap? Which I think that would be a pretty good decision um, to move towards Tailwind. And I think it would be pretty cool to have, you know, a Tailwind view, view router, or a Tailwind view inertia um, set up in that Laravel UI scaffolding. But I'm just kind of feeling that out and sort of you know, hacking around on what would that look like, kind of trying to build out that scaffolding and see what that actually looks like when you get it done. Um, I will say that the view, view router approach, like a, a view SPA within a Laravel monolith is not bad, but it's, it's a bit of work to set up and I'm not totally happy with it. So I'm going to keep hacking on it and see, you know, what I feel like is the cleanest approach. And if you have any feedback on that, um, shoot me a tweet or an email or whatever else. Um, because there seems to be a lot of kind of, it's something people want to figure out, I think is the best way to use these JavaScript frameworks with Laravel. And especially in ways like with two separate repos. So we'll see. Um, that's just what I'm working on. Um, other than that, get on the Laracon waiting list. And uh, I look forward to seeing you all next July, hopefully. And if you have any speaker ideas, send them my way as well. Um, I'm sure you'll see some of the regular faces uh, speaking at Laracon. Um, of course, I'll be there. Um, I think Adam Wyth and the creator of Tailwind will be there. 
And then, you know, send me ideas. We don't always have all programmers. Sometimes we have non-technical talks. So like a couple of years ago, we had a talk from Ryan Holiday and uh, we've had Jason Freed do a Q&A. So just tell me who you want to see at Laracon, programmer or non-programmer, and uh, hopefully we can make it happen. And I'll be next week and, and talk more about what I'm working on. Thanks.